This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by NCIS, the National Crop Insurance Services. America's crop insurance agency provides individualized protection on more than 311 million acres of farmland. Good Monday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. The Department of Agriculture is expanding nutrition program eligibility in 20 Georgia counties hit by Hurricane Michael. USDA says the move will allow households who may not be eligible for the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program under normal circumstances to temporarily qualify for the disaster version of the program. USDA says eligible households will receive one month of benefits to meet food needs as they settle back into their homes following the storm. Households already enrolled in the program prior to the storm will receive disaster supplements automatically. Georgia authorities estimate up to 50,000 households may be eligible for benefits. China's pork sector is trying to adapt to an outbreak of African swine fever. The disease has had more than 50 reported detections, including a case over the weekend in a pork-heavy region of the country. China has added transport restrictions in the wake of the disease as part of its precautions. Joel Haggard leads the Asia-Pacific Office for the U.S. Meat Export Federation. He says the restrictions are causing some changes in China's internal markets. They're preventing the movement of live hogs and pork products from epidemic provinces to other provinces. And this is creating panic selling in some provinces. So so we're seeing some uh, prices in certain epidemic hit provinces that are now below break-evens. And that would suggest that uh, beginning sometime next year, it's hard to pin down that they'll be, they'll be moving into a production contraction situation. Haggard says the Chinese are trying to figure out how to adapt. There's a degree of normalcy in the market so far. National prices are still above break-even, but they, they seem to be kind of seesawing back and forth. It looks like the market itself is trying to figure out a direction. But uh, overall, it would look like um, they're going to have some uh, production contraction because of this disease. The disease has been detected in Europe and Asia, but not yet in North America. The leader of the nation's soybean checkoff says the industry should use the current trade and economic climate to change its way of thinking. Polly Ruland is the CEO of the United Soybean Board. In an interview with Jeff Nally for AgriPulse Open Mic, she says the checkoff has already made investments on improving the supply side of the value chain, but now should focus more on the demand side of the equation. I believe that in the future, the soy checkoff and those folks who are invested in the soy checkoff uh, should shift a little bit more toward looking at demand. As I mentioned, the health of a product, the health of an industry, relies on the health of demand. So that's what I would tell investors. I would say we are we are refocusing on the demand side, and we will mind the demand side for you uh, in an increasing way. And, and that means new, new markets, new products, um, marketing uh, more intensively in certain countries, and also domestically so we can find new uses and, and sell soybeans. She says while the current trade dispute has been especially hard on soybeans given the importance of China as a customer, this could be a time to explore new markets. We all know that short-term static means long-term gain. And that's what I think about right now. I think that um, short-term crisis like this makes us look at other foreign markets, makes us look at new uses, when perhaps if we didn't have this type of challenge, we we might not be as invested in trying new things and, and putting things at the beginning of the innovation funnel. So if you think about this short-term static, I have an enormous amount of optimism for soybeans as a product, for the flexibility of the product, uh, and, and the future uh, globally for U.S. soy.
Rulin says the industry was exploring diversification of export markets before the current trade dispute, but now that process has been accelerated. Her full interview can be heard on agripulse.com. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by America's crop insurance industry, which is thankful for the continued support of farmers, commodity organizations, rural businesses, lenders, and lawmakers who are fighting to maintain a strong farm safety net. Providing individualized protection on more than 311 million acres of farmland, crop insurance remains the smartest, most efficient way to secure America's food, fiber, and fuel supply. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.